ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. It's your boy, Eric Scott from Oak Size. It's episode number 411. Matt Tabey's burning the house down, and the FBI is bleaching January 6th evidence of their involvement and so much more on the docket today. But we got more videos. We got hearings up the ass all over the place. Got you all covered with your clips. Going to break all this down today, and we're going to be getting a little update on what's going on with Norfolk Southern East Palestine. We have not forgotten about that story, so we'll get updates on that as well. So let's see all the odds down the chats and welcoming everyone over on Twitter, Rumble, Rockfin, and of course, Pilled.net. A little bit of a longer video there for the intro. Um, I've been waiting to play that this video for a long time. I didn't even play the full thing. That is from uh, Scotty Martin. And I love that video. I love the uh, I love the mu- the music's what makes it, and uh, it just it, it encapsulates so much stuff that we talk about on this show. Oh, so perfectly. So thank you all so much for all the donations coming in already, and of course the red pills and the thumbs up over on Rumble. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you for all the donations that are already coming in. Thank you all. Let's see all those. Ah, I see them down the chats. Absolutely beautiful, guys. We have a bombshell show as we always do. Got you all covered. All covered for uh, today's events, and then some. Thank you all so much. We had no time to waste today. Mermaid Q says, burn three fingers cooking. You know what's really funny? I burned my middle finger cooking my steak for lunch. I don't remember doing it, but my middle finger right here is all pink and red and gross. So we got that going for us today. Burnt fingers. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you all so much. <laughs> I'll get all these crazy stickers, man. We're going to say hi to the Woke Fam real quick and jump right into our news blitz. Let's see who's here. We got Ramon in the house, C. Blanche, Energeo Matrix, Mike the Madman. What a great name. We got Mega Fan, Warrior in the Garden, Sunny Day, J. Secret Patriot, KH Ohio. We got Trump One, Purple Truth Angel, Cindy, of course, 457. Love the new profile picture. We got Mama's Always Right. Isn't that, isn't that the truth? We got Ramon in the house, Ivor Mecton. We got Ryder, Thumperhawks here. We also got uh, Mega Fan, Shin Sonata, Graham Jam, Put in Hollow. And let's see, we got C. Blanche, Faith Over Fear, Immunija, and also Sunny Day, and uh, Gun Gun to Tin Chick, Gunto Tin Chick. What up? That's a new name. I've not seen that name. Welcome to the show. Uh, we got Willow Lady, Two Wild, uh, Two Wild Irish Rose, always here. My beautiful mods. Thank you so much. H.O. Maven, great to have you here, friend. And we got the Lady Pugs in the house. What's going on, my friends? Hopefully, Adam's out there naked somewhere, running around. We got uh, who else? Who else? We got Carrie Lake and Nancy Salty Beaver, my favorite. I absolutely love it. Let's pop over to the Rumble chat. We got Mermaid Q double dipping as well. Allison N100. Silly boar. Don't tread on me. We got Colon- uh, Colonial Colonel. I don't know how that's pronounced. Uh, Lori Joe 5. Brochure Domus. Don't cancel me 17. Heather Lynn. Don't tread on me. We also got Each Alpaco. Duck Sass in the house. Always bringing that sassy duck sass. Uh, we got Kim Joe the fourth, and of course, we got Heather Lynn's here, Mel, my bell, and of course, Chilio one, and Eric 17, Nava, and I think we got, uh, don't try on me, and Renee, that's what we're getting, Shirley Bentley, of course, and my man, Alaskan Treasure, lurking and working as always, thank you guys so much, I appreciate the love, great to see all my regulars in the house, thank you all so much, guys, keep that love coming in, we got Duncan D's Granos, oh man, Every, I don't know what that means, um, but I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it's something sexual. Optimus Grind, 
Uh, turns me on when you say my name. No, Cuomo. Well, Optimus Grind, there you go with my nice, deep, sultry voice. Isn't that nice? No, Cuomo, indeed. Thank you guys so much. Keep smashing that red pill. Keep throwing me those gold pills. And, throw, and guys, the Rumble Rants, come, keep them coming in hot, man. You guys have been really stepping up with the Rumble Rants, and uh, you guys are telling you guys going to keep me going full-time here, and that's what we need to do for sure. So I appreciate all the love, and uh, we don't have any time to waste. we got to get right into the news blitz. And, uh, guys, you hear the turtle himself fell down the stairs? How much do you want to bet Mitch McConnell is going to be in a boot uh, starting tomorrow? You know what's coming. And what else is coming? It's Thursday, News Blitz edition. Let's get into it, shall we? And nothing makes me happier than when these fuck faces actually feel some pain. And it looks like Mitch McConnell, he might have suffered a concussion, but the funny thing is he fell down the stairs, and I find that absolutely hilarious. Let's get this from the Gateway Pundit. Mitch McConnell suffered concussion in fall at former Trump Hotel. And I love that this was <laughs> at the former Trump Hotel. I mean, what a former, what a foreshadow to come in the uh, in the next couple of years of what's going to happen. Will remain hospitalized for observation and treatments, according to a spokesman. Senator Minority Leader Mitch McConnell suffered a concussion after he fell Wednesday. Wednesday night will remain in the hospital for several days for observation. It's too bad. Uh, it's going to be, it's not going to be any longer than that. And treatment, according to spokesman David Pop, in a statement released on Thursday afternoon. Uh, McConnell fell while he was attending a fundraising dinner for the Senate Leadership Fund Super PAC, a.k.a. China, at the Waldorf Astoria, D.C., located at the former Trump Hotel at the old post office building on Pennsylvania Avenue uh, Northwest. And I find it funny because Donald Trump has not said anything about Mitch McConnell. In fact, I can probably say that, that Donald Trump found out that this happened at his old uh, former establishment, he probably laughed his ass off, and I find it absolutely ironic. Let's get over here to the Insider Paper. We got some more Jeffrey Epstein news with J.P. Morgan. They are now suing former executive over Jeffrey Epstein links, and it looks like they found the person they are now going to be throwing on the sword. J.P. Morgan Chase is suing former high-level executive Jess Staley over his ties to Jeffrey Epstein, naming him as the official involved in a sexual assault case against the firm, according to court filings. Now, this isn't going to be about who allowed these accounts to stay up. That has nothing to do with it. This has something to do with a sexual, uh, a, a sex trafficking crime, which is absolutely uh, a bit, it's terrible. Uh, no one wants, it's absolutely horrible. He should be going down for this, but it's funny. J.B. Morgan Chase chose this one person as the fall guy, and the rest of this is going to get swept under the rug. We're going to keep following this case as it goes on, but we, it looks like they certainly found their fall man. Let's get over here to Raheem Kashim Substack. We got Biden's Commerce Secretary says she's reluctant to ban China's TikTok because the Democrats would lose, quote, every voter under 35 forever. So, guys, you can see what the Democrats says. You're going to see today. These people want to destroy free speech in the United States, shit on our Constitution, and turn America into a tyrannical regime. You're going to get plenty of evidence of that today. But more of this... Donald Trump tried banning TikTok when he was in office because he knew the threat it posed, not to just America in general, but also to our younger generations. It's absolutely, it's digital drugs, essentially. And what this is, they are willing to make sure that China can infiltrate us. This is the Democrats, infiltrate us from every angle. And just because it'll still bring them the younger vote. It's absolutely sick. And this is why I am totally okay with TikTok going by the wayside if Donald Trump does end up getting in 2024. Uh, and that was from McConnell. And uh, we got here Russia. And we know uh, Putin cannot stand Soros. He bans another Soros-funded NGO. This is beautiful. Germany-based Transparency International has been designated as a threat to constitutional order. And the prosecutor general's office declared 
uh, this this entire uh, NGO, describing as the Burwan-based organization on Monday is going beyond its mandate to interfere into the country's internal affairs. And this has links to Soros as well. We all know uh, that George Soros is wanted in Russia, one of the highest criminals uh, that, that are out there for Russia. And uh, this is now being banned, uh, purging this cancer from his country as America should be following suit as well. And from this, uh, the Guardian here, Diabolical Liberty After School Satanist Club is now threatening to sue the district over them being banned. This is coming out of Pennsylvania. An after school Satanist Club in Pennsylvania is threatening to raise hell after local district leaders denied them the ability to convene on their school grounds. And the American Civil Liberties Union, together with its Pennsylvania chapter, sent a letter to the Salkin Valley School District demanding that they allow these demons inside the schools and to have an after school Satan Club access to school facilities in accordance to the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> First Amendment, I'm choking, it's so funny to me. Right to practice religion freely, and the ACLU alleges that the Satanist Club was initially approved to use its district facilities, but the approval was rescinded after the district officials received pushback from community members and the club's requested meeting dates were subsequently denied. And this is the thing, guys. They're already chopping our kids' dicks and, and tits off, so why not throw some Satan, uh, Satan clubs in the schools as well? Get your kids out of these public schools and homeschool them. That's exactly what we plan on doing. And oh, by the way, it looks like the last remaining Walmarts are closing stores in a certain state. And this is coming out of Portland, Oregon, because guess what? They are not allowing any police to do their jobs. And it, the entire city feels like it's going to complete shit and has been for years now. Walmart is closing its last remaining stores in Portland, Oregon, the latest in a series of shutdowns at the nation's largest retailer. Spokesperson confirmed the Hill. It is closing its last two stores in Portland, Oregon's largest city on March 24th. And according to the spokesperson, the stores weren't meeting financial expectations and said, quote, several factors were involved in this decision. And we all know those several factors were vandalism, destruction uh, from domestic terrorists like groups from Antifa. No one's surprised by this. And again, the CEO said right here, there was record-breaking retail theft that hit the company's economic performance and could lead to store closures. But guess what? January 6ers, those prisoners that are still in the D.C. Gulag, they are the nation's top criminals, apparently. But these scum fucks get to go around, burn down police training facilities, and oh, by the way, they also get to destroy pregnancy centers, and oh, by the way, they can destroy whatever the hell they want with the help of the FBI, as we know. Let's get over to the Daily Mail. Trump is releasing a new book, Ultimate Troll Move here, saying, too bad we're not running for office. What a team. And this is a quote directly from Oprah Renfrey. And the Trump reveal book is going to show that Oprah wrote him in 2000 in a $99 book of 150 letters from celebrities and leaders, including Kim Jong-un, Putin, Reagan, and Clinton coming out next month. All these people, and I'm telling you guys, this is what got me red-pilled in the first place. When I saw the media turn on Donald Trump in such a way when everyone beloved him, even when he was pushing more Democrats uh, when he, in, his, in his earlier days, he has all, this, uh, all these letters of all the love that he got from Oprah, from, uh, from the Clans, from, uh, from Regan, even Kim Jong-un when he was president, and he wants the world to see the letters and the admiration that he received from these people that have now all turned their backs on him for the most part and going to be selling this book for 99 bucks. I ain't buying it, but I love that the haters are going to absolutely read about this. What a great story. And Tucker Carlson is making huge waves, getting six times more viewers than CNN. And this is a spike from the January 6th footage and the ratings are revealing that he's absolutely dominating the ratings for tucker carlson's revealed the january 6th video are already in and they are huge 
This is probably a large part of why Democrats were so panicked about Tucker getting his hands on the videos. They knew that he would have a massive audience for their shows. They would not care if this show, if it was a no-show, no one watches like something on CNN. And guys, Tucker's show, his ratings combined are beating out like 10 or 12 of all of the media, uh, MSNBC, CNN, all their top shows. And a lot of people will say, yeah, Fox sucks. Uh, the Murdoch suck, and they do. They're all gatekeepers, they're all scumbags, they're all controlled opposition in certain ways. But the footage that's coming out is winning hearts and minds, and even Joe Rogan on his recent podcast was showing and talking about the clip of Jake getting toured around the Capitol, the Q Shaman, and even he was like, people are now seeing what this is all about. We're winning hearts and minds, guys, and we're winning this propaganda, uh, winning over the propaganda and winning this fifth generation warfare every single day. And guys, I've said many times before, do not give your money to the Red Cross because they themselves are providing migrants with maps and guides for journey to the U.S.-Mexico border. And this is coming out of the Blaze Media. Some migrants are seeking to make a journey from Mexico or Central America to the United States. And don't worry, the Red Cross is giving resources and maps and all kinds of goodies to get them up to the border. The Red Cross can fuck themselves. Do not ever give those people a penny on those donations around Christmas. They are nothing but shills, and they push anti-American policy, as you can see once again. And here we got Cocaine Cowboys. Remember the four people that were down in Mexico that got kidnapped? Well, it looks like they could have been part of a drug deal and also, uh, also could have possibly... They went down to get one of them went down to get a tummy tuck because it's cheaper. I don't know if I believe any of this, but from what I can understand here, the the cartel members that carried out the kidnapping apparently, the Gulf Cartel turned over those five members of their own cartel, their Scorpion gang, and uh, for alleged role in the kidnapping of four Americans, and the incident shook the northeastern border city of Matamoros last Friday, and apparently they were left. I don't know if they were left alive. But uh, the cartels left their own members for the authorities to pick up and apologize for the kidnapping. Do I really think they're sorry? Absolutely not. But I find this story extremely interesting. And last thing, for all of my zero-point energy people out there and UFO buffs, a newly discovered enzyme that turns air into electricity, providing a new clean source of energy. All I can say is that these Australian scientists did not kill themselves. Australian scientists have discovered an enzyme that converts air into energy, the finding published today in the journal Nature reveals that this enzyme uses the low amounts of hydrogen in the atmosphere to create an electrical current. This finding opens the way to create devices that literally make energy from thin air. And guys, I can t- tell you right now, if we get free energy, you can say goodbye to all of the Rothschilds and all the bullshit that enslaves us. Utility bills, it'll be a game changer for mankind and hope to God that in our lifetimes we'll see zero point energy and stuff like this. Hopefully, it'll get out to the mainstream. With that, fam, is today's News Blitz. Crazy, man. Turning energy from air into electricity. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. I would... No, can you, we have infinite amounts of air, right? That's why we're all here. We're all still breathing, right? Can you imagine, guys, what, that'll do, what that would do for mankind? My goodness. Absolutely crazy. All right, let's get into some of these donations, guys, and we're going to get into all... And hope to God that in our lifetimes we'll see zero point energy what did and I stuff do? like this. Hopefully what did I do? Ah, we had two foxhole things up. There we go. I was like, why are we getting feedback? No. Okay, let's do this now. Uh, Jack Attack, my man, thank you for that cookie. Yeah, yeah buddy, let's fucking go. Cindy with a can. Uh, down home says, I love the smell of fear and panic from the Dems this afternoon. Sure, you'll be talking about this shit show. Oh, 
it's going to be a big part of the show today down home because it's absolutely insane and ludicrous and also kind of kind of scary seeing what occurred today in multiple hearings. There was three hearings I knew about, guys. All happened today, and I have snippets from each single one. So we are going to cover all of it and everything new going down with uh, East Palestine because the CEO of Norfolk Southern was grilled today also in front of the Senate, I believe. Julia Ladypug with a cookie. Thank you so much. Space Coast with a cookie. What up, woke fam? Purple Truth Angel. Thank you for the can. Maven says, Thirsty Thursday sluts. Thank you, H2O Maven. Isaac Truth with the can. Happy Thursday. Sydney with an R can. And Mike from Montana says, The committee was awesome. I hope everyone sees it. They didn't see it. They're going to see it tonight. 850 Strong. Thank you for that cookie. And River Pike and Ivermectin says, Hello from Texas. Happy to be here with the fun people. You know, we do it the good old fun way here. And uh, thank you, Ivermectin. I appreciate that. SKG with a can. Matching boot for the wife, I hope. Thank you, SKG. And H2O made on the phone. Mm, I smell something burning. It was probably my onions and steak, my friend, that I made literally right before the show. And 17, my man, throw me a big, fat EMP bomb. Let's start this shit out right for our favorite cult leader. Keep kicking ass, my brother. Thank you, 17. I appreciate that, man, and dropping me that big bomb to start the show off. And thank you for that cookie. Much love to all the mods. Yes, love to my mods. They are the best. And another cookie. Maven with the shade says, remember my member? If Of course. And 17 with the cookie. We need to pink miss the cartel. We absolutely do. And Donald Trump is going to make sure that that happens. Send you with the can. And Rich, thank you for dropping that can and a link to your, uh, to your, to your site there, my friend. Thank you so much. And Oriano with the cookie. Pill for the fuck up. Thank you, friend. And Rich dropping me another can. Thank you so much. And Rich says, uh, cookie groovy shirt, Scotty. Thank you so much, my friend. And gun to, oh, gun, gun toe and chick. I got it. I got it. I have not seen that name before, but I got it now. Gun toe and chick. I wanted you to say my name again. Yeah, now I got it right. It usually takes me out three or four times. I'm really good at pronunciation, guys, on the name. So, guys, we're at almost 17,000 gold pills. Keep throwing those red pills at me over on Foxhole. Let's pop over to the Rumble chat because you guys are throwing me some amazing, awesome donations as well. My man Lance says, I'm sitting back and enjoying this shit show. Oh, man, get ready, man. Get that popcorn out. And Jake Starr, 1988, says, I enjoy your show. Keep up the good work. Your child that's due November 1st is my birthday. Thank you, Jake Starr, my friend, and happy uh, way belated birthday to your, to your child. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, we have a third, we have a third uh, baby cooking in the oven. That sounded terrible. Bake in the oven. You guys know what I meant. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to change everything again. And uh, we're, we're all here for it. So thank you all so much, guys. We are way behind on time. But I want to play this clip here of an Islamic scholar called Imran Hossein talking about what he saw when Donald Trump got into office. And this is basically like a revisit of how I got red-pilled and what got started in my journey. And I think this is interesting insight. With that being said, guys, enjoy this. And I'll see you on the other side of the intro. We got some Democrats to burn down. Take a watch. I had lost hope for the American people. I felt that the American people were the most brainwashed on the face of the earth. And lo and behold, something just happened. That it was as plain as daylight that the media in the United States, the establishment in the United States, television, radio, newspapers, government agencies, were all demonizing one candidate, doing every single thing they could possibly do to make him look bad, so that public opinion would turn against him. And the other candidate 
who I consider to be the candidate of war, because the those who control power in the United States, in Britain, in France, in Germany, in NATO, are, in my opinion, lusting for war with Russia and China, because Russia and China are not prepared to bend their knees in submission. And these people have an arrogance unprecedented in history that they want to rule the whole world. Everybody must bend, bend down, bow down and submit to them. But Russia says, no, the Russian knee will not bend to you. And China says, no, the knee of China will not bend to you. And the other candidate was the one who was in harmony with this and supporting war on Russia, war on China, which would have been nuclear war. You don't need a PhD to know that. The world has never experienced nuclear war. No. The results of the elections in the United States indicate that a large number of people in the United States are still capable of Warning! Woke Societies contains opinions and commentary that may not be suitable for all audiences. We are not responsible for the views, actions, or statements from the viewers in the chats. They can be a little crazy, but damn do we love them. Be prepared to laugh, be enraged, cry, and unlearn everything you know about this world from a once-crazed lefty individual who had his own awakening. We bring the news, hilarious memes, internet culture, and amazing music all into one chaotic crescendo. And to be shown an unhealthy amount of rainbow dildos. Fragile, smooth brains, beware. You have been warned. Enjoy. Do you believe the Hunter Biden laptop story is disinformation? Well, I want to be careful about it. There is an ongoing investigation that is relevant to that. Uh, so I have to be careful of what I can share on that here. Do you believe the Hunter Biden laptop story is disinformation? I, I don't think there's anything I can share on that in open setting. Were you aware that the FBI personnel were in contact with Twitter regarding the Hunter Biden laptop story? I don't believe FBI personnel were in contact with, with Twitter about the Hunter laptop story specifically. I think there were people in contact with Twitter about Russian disinformation efforts. Of which the Hunter Biden laptop story was included according to the FBI. Well, I, think, I don't know exactly what you're looking at, but, but I'm happy to talk about what it is the FBI does and does not do with respect to social media companies. Were you aware that the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop since December of 2019? I can't speak to exactly when we had a laptop available. 
There is a there is as you as you know there is an ongoing investigation run by the U.S. Attorney out of Delaware from the prior administration that we continue to work very closely with. And, and we have Baltimore, an ongoing investigation as well. And our Baltimore field office is working very hard with that U.S. Attorney, and I expect them to pursue that case uh, as far as it takes. Stonewalling, Director Ray. The American people deserve answers, and this is unacceptable. Lastly, did you sign off on the Mar-a-Lago raid? Uh, well, first off, it was not a raid. It was an execution of a search warrant. Did you Second, sign off on the execution Second. of the search warrant? May I finish? Second, I don't sign off on individual search warrants in that case or in any other. Did Attorney General Merrick Garland sign off to your awareness? I can't speak to the Attorney General. Was there dissent at senior levels of the FBI about the conducting of the, of the search warrant? I can't speak to internal discussions among the FBI or among the FBI and the Department of Justice. Even though it's been reported in the Washington Post. There are lots Multiple. of things reported in the media. I know, leaked from your agency. Yeah. Leaked from your agency frequently it's reported in the Washington Post. It may or may Post. not be accurate. It may or may not be accurate. With that, I yield back. Trust Ray, my fucking ass. Welcome to the show, guys. Episode number 411. It's your boy here, Scott. Great to have everyone here. Thank you all so much. I even realized I'm not even wearing my hat. Such a mess today. What a mess. Welcome, everybody, over on Twitter, over on Rumble, on Rockfin, and, of course, Pill.net. Welcome in, guys. We got a ton of clips to go through, and uh, Matt Taby. We'll be the first one, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to get the aides out of the way first. Going to get the, all the Democrat retards out of the way first. And I don't have too much of them, but I have the good stuff here for you. Always got the good stuff. And while we get into that, thank you so much, Cherokee, for that cookie, for the little one on the way. Thank you so much. Rich, thank you for that cookie. I appreciate that for your fitness and body sculpting needs. Matt with a cookie. Wogan Wall with the Kansas. Happy Friday, Scott Foxhole fan. Miss the ah happy making the main show. Thank you, my friend. And I'll get you a dong gong here in a little bit. Thank you. Welcome. Walked in. H.O. Maven says, is it normal? My thingy is tingly. Um, yeah, probably is for you, my friend. It, it, that's par for the course. JBTN, thank you for that cookie. Space Coast says, would you please post the link to the Islamic Scholar? Yeah, I have to. Uh, I can put it on my Telegram because I, I download these videos. Uh, so I can try to do that for you. Welcome. Walk says, dong gongs for all. Boom to the left and boom the rhinos winning bigly. Thank you, Rich. Also for another can. Let him know everyone. No, he's a licensed dietitian and a nutritionist. And Mike from Montana, thank you for the can. Dong Gong says, new socks incoming. <laughs> oh, man. My God. Rainbow Dong. Yes, there you go. There you go. And there you go. Uh, woke and walk. There's your Dong Gong to get the show started. Thank you guys so much. We're at 18,000 gold pills already to start the show off. We're going to get to the main event now. Keep those donations coming. I'll keep reading them. You guys can do buymeacoffee.com slash woke studies. Your message will pop up right there. Send me a message and I'll get right to it. And uh, yeah, I shouldn't have said baby cooker, right? Probably, probably not a good way to uh, reference a child on these kind of shows, man. Oh, you guys love it. Um, and thank you guys. Keep the rumble rants coming as well. And the thumbs up. I super appreciate that. We're already up to 163. And one one thumbs down, which I love my haters as well. Uh, please continue giving me more thumbs down. And uh, let's see here. I forgot to turn my live stream on, on Rockfin. So let me do that real quick. Uh, they have a kind of a different way of doing uh, we, doing these shows. You have to uh, hold on. Where is it here? We got to uh, edit this. We got to hit the, all these different buttons. It doesn't just start for me. 
Hit that button. Okay, 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 okay. And I think the button will then turn red. Oh, there it is. And we live now. We live now on Rockfin. So sorry, guys. There we go. Thank you, River Pike, to stomp the guts out of them libtards. Scott, welcome, welcome says, God bless Scott's newest family edition, a beautiful baby girl. Yes, guys, please play for the baby girl, because if it's a boy, he's going to get rejected. Um, <laughs> let's get right into this, shall we? So let's get into what is going on today. We have been breaking down a lot of committee hearings. Guys, and I apologize. I normally would live stream these things, um, but today we had some other things we had to take care of. So I was very busy this morning. Um, my wifey was out. I was with the boys, and I didn't even realize all these hearings were going in into the weaponization of government. I didn't know they were bringing Matt Taibbi into um, into in front of Congress today, and that and another uh, and another man who, by the way, they both are technically liberals and Democrats, and they both voted for Joe Biden. They were brought in today because Matt Taibbi, as you guys all know, we've been covering the Twitter files now for the last couple months. A new Twitter files dropped today. We're not even going to be covering it because it's more of what we already know, but it's always going to have more transparency. Matt Taibbi, the first one to drop the very first Twitter files, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping one of these guys is going to be dropping the Fauci files any day now. We're approaching mid-March. We want that really bad, but we have this to talk about today. And the subject, again, would be all, of, all about the Twitter files and the weaponization of everything happening with Twitter and how they went about censoring and how they went about going around COVID and so many things that the government and the relationship between big tech were doing not to just to, not just to us, but also politicians, anyone that was not following the narrative. Same kind of narrative that we were talking about with Dr. Redfield, him dropping bombs the other day, just yesterday. And now we got some more bombs today. So I told you guys, I want to get the AIDS out of the way first. And out of all of the committee members, Mr. Goldman is the possible worst one. And he said specifically when he was on these committees that he wanted to make sure he wanted to destroy this committee, be nothing but a thorn in the side of Republicans, and just cause chaos. And he's there to, doing it today. And you guys, I want—I love painting this gigantic constellation, uh, 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 this picture of just so many stories and narratives. And they're all kind of going, they're all, they have the similar theme that we're seeing now. January 6th with Tucker Carlson releasing the new footage. What are the Dems and the mainstream media doing? They are attacking the messenger. They cannot attack the they cannot attack the content, the message, the video sauce. They cannot they can't touch it. So they go after Tucker. What are you seeing today? You're going to see the same thing today. They go after Matt Taibbi and they start throwing insults at him. And not just him, the other witness as well was catching a lot of wrath and it was all coming from one side. And your guys are going to see this picture being painted that Matt Taibbi is now a right-wing extremist. He's a Trump supporter. He's an Elon uh, Elon Musk dick sucker now. And the Republic, the Democrats, all they want to talk about is 2016 Russian disinformation. Mr. Goldman here, as you're going to see, brings up the Mueller, the fucking Mueller report of all disgusting things that he could possibly bring up. It's the Mueller report. And you're going to see that theme play out right here. So let's get right into it. I got the I got the douchebags up first, and then we're going to get into the bombshells from the people that actually want to get down to the bottom of all this. Let's start with Mr. Goldman here. Here we go. Aware that Rudy Giuliani was the sole source of the hard drive obtained by the New York Post? That is my understanding. And are you aware that Rudy Giuliani had been openly cavorting with agents of Russian intelligence throughout 2020? That is also my understanding. Now, this was the same Russian agent who had been feeding information to Senators uh, Johnson and Grassley, I might add. 
Um, but also, are you aware that Rudy Giuliani told the New York Times that he did not want anyone to do an analysis of the hard drive until it was published? I was not aware of that exactly, but... But you don't dispute it? I don't dispute it. And you're, are you aware um, that one of the New York Post reporters uh, for the Hunt and Biden story refused to put his byline on the story? Yes. And are you aware that Fox News called the story, quote, very sketchy, unquote? I'm aware that somebody at Fox News said that, yes. Correct. Brett Baer at Fox News said yes. that. Yes. Um, and are you aware that the FBI had nothing to do with Twitter's decision to pause the New York Post story? I am not aware of that. Okay, well, let me read you the testimony from Yoel Roth uh, at the hearing we had on February 8th. The FBI, quote, the FBI was quite careful and consistent to request review of the accounts, but not to cross the line into advocating for Twitter to take any particular action. And then Jim Baker said, in response to the chairman's question, when he asked, did you talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story? He said, to the best of my recollection, I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story before that day. In other testimony, Yoel Roth said that the information that he received from the FBI had nothing to do with the Hunter Biden story. Now, are you aware that there was an analysis of the hard drive that was done by the Washington Post at a later date? My awareness is that multiple media organizations have done analyses and found the, including CBS, and found that it was indeed, the laptop was authentic and that nothing had been okay. changed on it. So let's just get something clear. The laptop that the FBI had is different than the hard drive that Rudy Giuliani gave to the New York Post. A hard drive, you agree with this, is a copy uh, from a laptop, right? Yes. And you are aware that hard drives can be altered, are you not? Of course. Okay. So are you aware that the Washington Post analysis of the hard drive showed that it had been altered? I have heard that, but I'm also saying CBS verified. Politico. And other media organizations have verified. I mean... We're not talking about really We're not talking argument. about authenticity. We're not talking about okay. authenticity. We're talking about uh -oh, whether it's been retard altered. alert. Okay. Retard there's no question alert, there's laugh. some material on the hard drive that is authentic and accurate. But are you aware that there's some material that is not? My understanding is that there are copies of the hard drive that have been tampered with and that media organizations including CBS have verified that that the the, la the laptop in question was not tampered with. I don't know what the laptop in question, but let's yeah. move on because you said in your Twitter files. And Get to it, Goldman. What is your fucking point? And this is what's going to be from the Democrats on on Ember's side. What is the point of the questioning? It leads to absolutely nowhere. Am I correct that every single fact in the New York Post story was accurate? Yes. Okay. Um, do you, do you recall that the first paragraph of that Post story said that then-Vice President Joe Biden pressured Ukraine to fire its prosecutor general because he was investigating Burisma, where Hunter Biden was on the board? Yes. Okay. I have here, which I'd like to enter into the record, the Trump-Ukraine impeachment inquiry report, 300 pages by the House Intelligence Committee. <laughs> I'm going to stop it there. There's still a minute of this shit. And... There's a clip here also of Goldman making fun of that man's tie. He did this to, he also did this when he brought in the FBI agents that were brought in for testimony, um, the one, the whistleblowers. He also mocked career to his face, uh, and the older gentleman to his face 
um, also mocking him in such a demeaning and disrespectful way. And this is what Miss, this is what Goldman's all about. He's not here to get down to anything. He wants to talk about shit from five, six years ago that we all know is already debunked. It's all horse shit. And he's asking them ridiculous questions that literally have nothing to do with anything from pertaining to Twitter files, all of it. And he's saying, the witness is literally saying, CBS and all these places already verified this stuff. It's real. It's all real. Doesn't matter what you're talking about with your copy, who's ever copy, the, the, from Rudy Giuliani, from the guy, the, the laptop owner, the, uh, the, the computer, computer place owner in Delaware. It doesn't matter. It's real. And he brings up the FBI, and the FBI knew about it since 2019, also under Bill Barr. We don't want to forget about that because, again, you know, people are like, oh, trust in Bill Barr, right? Absolutely not. And the one, the one response here that I absolutely love here is this right here, talking Matt Taby snaps back at him, and this is what he got to say. Do you think it's a legitimate objective of the FBI to stop foreign interference in our elections? I think it's a legitimate objective to stop actual foreign interference. <laughs> It's the one and only Yes. Actual foreign interference. And it's funny because Goldman tries to bring that up about, so you don't think that Russians or other countries have influenced in, in our elections? And if you actually, and we went through all this, guys, through the Twitter files, there were Russian, in, there was technically Russian interference in 2016 and also 2020. But Matt Taby was given all the information and all the accounts that were infiltrating to do that. And you know what they found out? They found out the accounts were so minuscule in the size of that PSYOP campaign that it actually led to literally nothing changing the results and no outstanding damage from Russian influence. They have all the sauce. Mr. Taibbi has all the sauce and was able, yes, of course there are. There are people in Russia that hate America, that hate Donald Trump, and want to influence elections. Just like they're on Iran, China, they all exist. But what they are influencing, is it actually uh, anything to swing an election? That has not happened yet. Should it be happening at all? No. But this is the world we live in. And he says, actual people that are influencing our elections? Yes, we should be going after them. And he knows the ones that are talking about, because Matt Taibbi also knows, that the people they label as Russian disinformation agents were Americans. American citizens that were not going along with the narrative. Get that nice label. And they get thrown in like everyone else. Shout out to the effing doctor and uh, his guy, his buddy there, DJ. Uh, what's going on, my friend? I saw, I just saw the text here. Uh, DJ Guest, what up, my friends? Seeing you watching out there on Rumble. Thanks for um, hanging in there, guys. Miss you out there in New York, my man. Haven't gotten a haircut since I saw you. So let's get into one more here. Miss uh, Wasserman Schultz, who, guys, I just got to say, I, does, if there's kids in the room, just put the earmuffs on. I try not to use this word, but this woman, she, she, she is a cunt. To, to the bone, this woman and the Democrats, all they wanted to do was go after uh, Ta- uh, Taibbi. And the worst part about this is I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. When I first heard that the Twitter files were going to be given to Matt Taibbi, I looked at his background and I realized he worked for Rolling Stone and many establishment media organizations. So my trust for him right off the bat was super low. And I even made a tweet about it. And man, oh man, my, my tune on Matt here has completely changed, not just from today, but all the way up um, from all the Twitter files, from all the attacks he's getting. This is why I'm saying, and this is why it's so easy for myself and this amazing audience that we have here to live in the truth and the light that we know we are never going to bend the knee. We could literally be the most liberal, cucked out, 
Antifa soy boy people in this country. And if we say one thing that might align with the other side or actual freedoms in this country and calling out the things that are being attacked in our country, you will get eaten alive and you will get spit out and thrown on the bus and it will never be enough to satisfy the mob. And Matt Taby here voted for Biden and the man next to him also voted for Biden. These are not Trump supporters by any means. They are journalists and they are understanding what is happening in this country is moving to a tyrannical takeover to where there is one narrative. And this is where Miss Wasserman Schultz decides to jump in and brings up a clip here from the, the, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. Here's this one. And pardon the oxymoron. You stated this on Joe Rogan's podcast about being spoon fed information. And I quote, I think that's true of any kind of journalism. And you'll see it behind me here. I think that's true of any kind of journalism. Once you start getting handed things, then you've lost. They have you at that point, and you got to get out of that habit. You just can't cross that line. Do you still believe what you told Mr. Rogan? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Good. Now, you crossed that line with the Twitter files. No. Elon Musk, it's my time. Please do not interrupt me. Alaskan Mu- Elon Musk spoon-fed... Elon Musk spoon-fed you... His- Did you hear the audience? The audience behind, behind the witnesses are laughing at this woman. They're laughing at this woman because they know how much of a clown show that she is. Alaskan Mu- Elon Musk spoon-fed... Elon Musk spoon-fed you his cherry-picked information, which you must have suspected promotes a slanted viewpoint or at the very least generates another right-wing conspiracy theory. You violated your own standard, and you appear to have benefited from it. Before the release of emails in, of the emails in August of last year, you had 661,000 Twitter followers. After the Twitter files, your followers doubled, and now it's three times what it was last August. I imagine your Substack readership, which is a subscription, increased significantly because of the work that you did for Elon Musk. Oh, so a journalist being a journalist made money being a journalist. How far... Lock him up! Put him next to Jake the Q Shaman! Lock him up! Now, I'm not asking you to put a dollar figure on it, but it's quite obvious that you've profited from the Twitter files. You hit the jackpot on that Vegas slot machine to which you referred. That's true, isn't it? I've also reinvested... You've made some... No, 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 no. Is it true that you have profited since you were were the recipient of the Twitter files? You've made money. Yes or no? I think it's probably a wash, honestly. Nope. You've, you, you have made money that you did not have before, correct? But I've also spent money that I didn't have okay. before. I just hired a I, whole I, group of people a, to Patently obvious answer, reclaiming my time. Attention <laughs> is a powerful drug. Eyeballs, money, prominence, attention. All of it points to problems with accuracy and credibility. And the larger point, which is social media companies are not biased against conservatives. And if anything, they ignored their own policies by allowing Trump and other MAGA extremists to post incessant lies, endangering public safety, and even our democracy. Hypocrisy is the hangover of an addiction to attention. Now, I want to point out another, fo- another alleged finding from the Twitter files. Mr. Schellenberger. So, he goes to the, she goes to the next witness. We, don't, we didn't have the clip for that. And it's just, it, this, is what, this, this is what I'm saying. And I have one more here from the ranking chair, uh, ranking chairwoman here, who is just as bad, just as nasty, Miss Plaskett. And Jim Jordan uh, was not having it here. 
And then we're going to get into the real good stuff, the juicy stuff, to hear the reactions from Matt Taibbi and the other witness talking about their reactions as to what was going on and the government involvement with censoring them and not just censoring them, but personally targeting them. And not only that, wanting their sources. And this was attempted not once, not twice, but three different times that I saw. Maybe it could have been more, but three different times that the Democrats were trying to get Matt Taibbi to give them their sources. Here we go. The FTC has extraordinarily serious concerns about Twitter's handling of consumers' data and that there's something going on between congressional Republicans and Elon Musk. Mr. Chairman, Americans can see through this. (laughs) Musk is helping you out politically and you're going out of your way to promote and protect him and to praise him for his work. This isn't just a matter of what data was given to these so-called journalists before us now. There are many legitimate questions about where Musk got the financing to buy Twitter. We know this is because at the first hearing, the chairman claimed that big government and big tech colluded to shape and mold the narrative and suppress information and censor Americans. This is a false narrative. We're engaging in false narratives here, and we are going to tell the truth. I yield back. Gentlelady uh, yields back. I would just point out the consent decree was in our report. We offered your staff also the opportunity to review the FTC letters. You have not come over to review those letters. Third, the idea that I believe both of these individuals who are getting ready to testify, I believe they're both Democrats. The idea that two journalists who Did happen to be Democrats... Did you not give Democrat, that offer you know, at 8 o'clock last I'm night? i now. Your time was, rec- uh, was uh, ended uh, a few Neither of us ago. are in time. I don't think they're here to help us politically. I think they're here to ha- tell us the truth. And oh, by the way, the first FTC letter to Twitter after the first set of Twitter files, the very first question was who are the journalists you're talking to? And you guys don't care. You don't care. You, you don't care want about the, the 2011 people to see. Decree? You don't want the American people to see what happened, the full video, the transparency. You don't want that, and you don't want two journalists who have been named personally by the Biden administration, FTC, in a letter? The Biden administration. And you're saying is they're not here the to help FTC. us. They're here to tell their story. And frankly, I think they're brave individuals for being willing to come after they've been named in a letter from the Biden FTC. Is this your question, Tom? Now? No, I'm responding to your ridiculous oh. statements you made in your in your opening statement. Okay, well, let's get on with it. Chairman Jordan, Ranking Member Plaskett, members of the Select <laughs> Committee, thank you for having me today. My name is Matt Taibbi. I've been a reporter for 30 years uh, and a staunch advocate of the First Amendment. Much of that time was spent at Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, Ranking member Plaskett, um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the IF Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written 10 books, including four New York York Times bestsellers. (laughs) Uh, You gotta love that. She does. She calls them a so-called journal. Elon Musk is so-called journal. She doesn't even know who these people are. Has no idea. And while while he's giving his resume of these so-called journalists, she's not even paying attention because, of course, she's not. These, the biggest scum fucks that you're literally looking at here in our country, some of them. And he goes down his uh, list here. Magazine Award, the IF Stone Award for Independent Journalism. And I've written 10 books, including four New York Times, New York Times bestsellers. <laughs> uh, I'm now the editor of the online magazine Racket on the independent platform Substack. 
I'm here today because of a series of events that began late last year when I received a note from a source online. It read, are you interested in doing a deep dive into what censorship and manipulation was going on at Twitter? A week later, the first of what became known as the Twitter Files reports came out. To say these attracted intense public interest would be an understatement. My computer looked like a Vegas slot machine, uh, as the, just the first tweet about the blockage of the Hunter Biden laptop story registered 143 million impressions and 30 million engagements. But it wasn't until a week after the first report, after Michael Schellenberger, Barry Weiss, and other researchers joined the search of the files, that we started to grasp the significance of this story. The original promise of the internet was that it might democratize the exchange of information globally. A free internet would overwhelm all attempts to control information flow, its very existence a threat to anti-democratic forms of government everywhere. What we found in the files was a sweeping effort to reverse that promise and use machine learning and other tools to turn the internet into an instrument of censorship and social control. Unfortunately, our own government appears to be playing a lead role. So that is where things started to get really spicy. And this is the, this is the uh, diving board, a part of it. And it's so funny because everyone, everyone was going after uh, uh, Miss Prasky here about the so-called journalist and the reactions to it. You see the reactions here on this video here. This is so good. This isn't just a matter of what data was given to these so-called journalists before us now. There are many legitimate questions about where Musk got the financing (laughs) to buy Twitter. They're literally looking at each other like, really? There are many legitimate questions about where Musk got... They're literally laughing at them. The people in the back are literally laughing at them. It's not just the witnesses. Guys, America can see right through this shit. And I told you, they cannot attack the message. They are going after the messenger. It's the same thing with Tucker, and it's the same thing with these two witnesses that came before uh, Jim Jordan and the rest of Congress as well. So I'm not a so-called journalist. Goes right through his resume. Goes right through it. He's worked at a lot of the corporate press that the Democrats love bringing up. He works for them and still works for a lot of them. And the sad part about uh, Mr. Taby, Matt Taby, his friends or his former friends, they've all jumped ship on him. They all, they're all joining the narrative that he is now uh, a, a puppet for Elon Musk simply because Elon Musk was the one that took, took it over and was like, yeah, we need to get this shit out there. We need people to see. The American people see right through them, and it's only going to get worse for them as the days and months go on. Thank you, Republic, for the cookie. Stop that guts. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to the end of the can of Paul. Uh, Thaddeus, ah, there we go. Paul, you could have, t- maybe you did tell me that years ago. Paul Thaddeus, let's start your three of our relationship right. Thank you for the 1,111 gold pills. Thank you, friend. Cost observer with a cookie. Trump red pill for your new bun in the oven. That sounds way better than baking babies. Rich, thanks for that cookie. I appreciate that, my friend. Maven says Smurfs were pushing communism hard today and nag with a can. Mike from Montana said there was so much shit happening today. I couldn't keep up. Congrats on the new baby. Thank you so much. And Rich says, Sky, have your viewers learn about the protocols of the learned elders of Zion? Um, a lot of them probably have at this point, Rich. 17 and with the cookies. Thank you, my friend. And Mike says, thanks for making listen uh, to that bitch again. Yes. Suck in the A's. Wazerman Schultz reminds me of a character in The Devil's Advocate. Thank you, Space Coast. Yeah. Or oh, the, uh, the Devil himself. Thank you, Orianda, with a cookie. Rich says, Twitter files are underreported. And H.O. Maven says, Liptard spanking Liptards. 
Master Goldsmith, the cookie, Pearl to the Angel, and Dice Man. Thank you guys for the cans cookie. and all that good stuff. I appreciate the love, guys. We're almost at 1,500 people over on Rumble as well, and almost 430 on Foxhole here. Absolutely great numbers, guys. Thank you so much. So, let's, t- all right, we're out of the AIDS now. You guys made it through the AIDS, 30 minutes of it. Let's get to the good stuff here, and let's hear Mr. Bishop give the witnesses actual chances to talk here and we'll get the good stuff. To the attack on your ethics, you weren't given really an opportunity to answer. And if you'd be brief, I've got a bunch of stuff I want to ask you as well. Sure, just quickly, the, that moment on the Joe Rogan show, I was actually recounting a section from Seymour Hersh's book, Reporter, where he described a scene where the CIA gave him a story, and he was very uncomfortable. Uh, he said that I, who had always gotten the secrets, was being handed the secrets. It, look, again, I've done lots of whistleblower stories. There's always a balancing test that you make when you're given material, and you're always balancing newsworthiness versus the motives of your sources. In this case, the newsworthiness clearly outweighed any other considerations, and I think everybody else who worked on the project agreed. Doesn't it seem like any reporter who breaks a blockbuster story is going to get attention, and there may be even financial consequences that follow? It seems like as as surely as the night follows the day, that's the case, right? That is true, although I would like to clear up, you know, some things that have been misrepresented. Not one of us has actually been paid to do any of this work. We've all, um, you know, traveled on our own. We've, uh, we've hired our personnel on our own. And I've just hired a, a pretty large team to investigate this issue yeah. uh, out of my own pocket. The fact that the attempt comes from the dais across the aisle to smear you, uh, you frankly, uh, I think liberals, if I understand that, uh, uh, in your background, you're both good liberals and you come in and the Democrats' hostility to what you've uh, undertaken is astonishing to behold, but it's part of the picture we're seeing. I love that Dan says that because he says you both are good liberals. You both voted for Biden. And look at your own people eating you alive, mocking you, smearing you to your face, not allowing you to talk. It doesn't matter. Guys, I'm telling you right now, and I don't care how bad this might sound, we know who the enemies are of our country. And I'm not saying that to uh, to carry out violence to them. That's not what we're saying at all. You guys know what I mean. We know who the enemies are. You're gonna these people that are going to push this narrative and even turn on their own, it's getting easier and easier and easier to spot who they are. Let's listen to the rest of Mr. Bishop's testimony. In Twitter files number 15, Mr. Taib, you exposed Hamilton 68, a website associated with the German Marshall Fund that purported in a dashboard to identify Russian bot networks and uh, became ubiquitously cited by media to identify media stories or narratives that supposedly flowed from Russia. From Russia! Uh, You showed that the front man for Hamilton 68 was Clint Watts, a former FBI agent. At Twitter, the trust and safety executives were ridiculing Hamilton 68 for the ludicrous uh, identifications that it was making, which they could reverse engineer and figure out who those accounts were. And then in Twitter files number 17, After disclosing Mr. Watt's identity, you disclosed that J.M. Berger is the creator of Hamilton 68. And guess what? He was a federal contractor, right? He was, yes. He uh, he, he denies that he worked on it for the Global Engagement Center, but he was an employee of theirs until about a month before the dashboard's release. Just a month before it, he said, I believe publicly, that that the dashboard was the product of Three, year, three years work. So doesn't it beg sort of the intriguing question whether the creation of this fraudulent Hamilton 68 dashboard was effectively underwritten by government funding? 
Yes, I think it's, that's a good question. Uh, certainly the German Marshall Fund, which is the, the NGO that is at the top of the chain in this organ, organization, it's the German Marshall Fund, then the Alliance for Securing Democracy, and then Hamilton 68. Uh, they're a federal contractor. They received over a million dollars from the Department of, of Defense. Um, they're the board of the Alliance for Securing Democracy, has a former acting head of the CIA, a uh, former deputy head of the NSA, a former chief of the DHS on yep. it. So I, I want to make, and, and the bigger point is hard because the examples sometimes start making it. I want to introduce you to, or introduce the country to somebody else. I think you've mentioned it in some, one of your writings, Richard Stengel. You know who that is? Yes, he's the former, uh, the first head of the Global Engagement Center. I want the American people to hear from him for 30 seconds. Basically, every country creates their own narrative story. And, and you know, my old job at the State Department was what people used to joke as the chief propagandist job. We haven't talked about propaganda. Propaganda, I'm not against propaganda. Every country does it, and they have to do it to their own population. Every country does it. Every country does propaganda, and they have Works to the do Dems. it to their own people is what Mr. Stingle said. If I understand correctly, he was the head of the, of, the G, of the Global Engagement Center at its creation, right? He was, and in his book, um, Information Wars, there's, there are a number of passages where he talks about creating a whole-of-government solution to the information problem. He hastened to say that he didn't want to create any, a, quote, information ministry, and, but what he was describing roughly approximates that. In the half minute I've got left, he also was associated with Hamilton 68, right? Um, um, the, the Global Engagement Center certainly had ties to Hamilton 68. I yes. think it's closer than that. Well, that'll come out. Okay. <laughs> well, Mr. I'd be anxious to hear that. I hope I'll get yielded in a minute or two from somebody else down the way. There's all sorts of stuff to disclose. This committee has to uncover not this that single instance, but this system that you have described. This is the hope. Then that's what they're getting the bottom uh, to. And that's basically um, what a lot of this was. Back and forth between a lot of people, a lot of Congress members, and their their views of what is going on with government involvement. And the Democrats, they want nothing to do with this. And the last clip I'm going to play from this, because I think you guys got uh, the main point of a lot of this, is Matt Gates here, where he talks about this group called NewsGuard. And the current problem they are still facing because of this of this outlet, Matt Gates goes in and asks the uh, and asks the witnesses how they feel to be targeted by the government, and their answers are, are pretty mind blowing. I now recognize the, the chair now recognizes the gentleman from um, uh, Florida, Mr. Gates, for five minutes. Impeachment nostalgia always warms my heart, but we are here focused on a weaponized government, a whole-of-government approach that has been turned against the American people. And while Rudy Giuliani may have been running around with the laptop in 2020, what is an indisputable fact is that the FBI had the laptop in 2019. And it appears that the last round of questioning misses the boat, that it's true. The information is authentic. The pictures, the videos, the emails, there hasn't been a single allegation that there is a single, do single doctored email. Unlike what we saw before the FISA courts, where the FBI itself was doctoring emails to try to smear President Trump. But I, I have to get to a, a question I'm amazed hasn't been asked of the two of you. This FTC consent decree, where it is government action subject to rigorous scrutiny under First Amendment standards, 
government action demanding that your names be listed. How did it feel when you found out that you were being expressly targeted by a government document based on your reporting? It was chilling. I mean, it's disturbing. I, I never thought that would happen in the United States of America, to be perfectly honest. I've been in a bunch, I've lived in a bunch of authoritarian countries, I've visited a lot of authoritarian countries, never thought this kind of thing would be going on here. And the nexus to authoritarianism is the desire to control the nature of truth itself. Our understandings change about things. We learn new things. We challenge prior assumptions. But if a bunch of people in Washington, D.C. get to decide what the truth is and then enforce it on the country and then punish and target those who report on their conduct, we are drifting more toward that. How did you feel, Mr. Tybee, when you saw your name? I was upset, obviously. Um, I... I lived in uh, Russia during the 90s and early 2000s. I was there when Putin took power. I was friends with a group of uh, very brave, uh, muckraking reporters in Russia, many of whom didn't make it. A few of them um, were murdered after Putin came to power. So I've always been conscious of how the risks that other reporters take in other countries are incredibly severe, and that's one of the reasons why I'm motivated to protect the First Amendment, because our, our country has the best protections for reporters in the world. Um, but this kind of thing, where the government is looking for information about reporters, it's usually a canary in the coal mine that something worse is coming in terms of uh, an effort to exercise control over the press. And so on that level, it's, it's absolutely disturbing. Also, the Aspen Institute report that we, we uh, published today, uh, talked about today in the Twitter files thread, um, ex one of their recommendations was that the FTC be empowered uh, to, get, uh, to have unlimited power to search uh, all data of uh, private companies so that they could more freely and more accurately search uh, the speech of ordinary citizens. So, so as we're trying to put downward pressure on the government's expanding authority to be able to engage in what we see mostly from dictatorships. What you're reporting and what you're observing is that actually they view this as a growth industry, the information business, right? This, this yes. censorship industrial complex is a growth industry to the government. I think the key thing also, yes, and the thing to understand is that NSF... Is new, how, what is NewsGuard, and how are they part of the censorship industrial complex? Yeah, and we, by the way, we talked about Richard Stengel. He's on the board of NewsGuard. NewsGuard and the Dis Disinformation Index are both U.S. government-funded entities who are working to drive advertiser revenue away from disfavored publications and towards the ones that they favor. This is... Uh, now, you totally know, what I'm used to in this town is government officials pick their favorite outlets and they give them the best scoops and they give them the best stories. And there's a fusion of media and government that has long made me uncomfortable. What, but what you're describing now is literally the directing of revenue to certain media companies over other media companies designed and implemented with U.S. government funding and support. That's right. That, that is an astonishing... If we do not take a look at NewsGuard, we, we have failed. And you talk about the brave reporting that occurs and what it subjects you to. I would suggest there's also political bravery that I have observed. While we've only heard from Democrats on this panel attacking you, discrediting you, a lot like they've tried to attack... So I think you guys got the point here. And they're bringing up NewsGuard. And I just pulled up NewsGuard's website, and right off the bat... Uh, <laughs> 
they they talk about on their main page here. Let me see if I can print this back up here. Right on the right on the front of their page, top American brands are funding Russian disinformation more than anything. And that is all I needed to see to know. I need to, I, I I don't need to know any more about NewsGuard. I'm sure more of that stuff's gonna come out. And that's it's it's just insane how far these people were willing to go. And the sick part here was also when this this woman here, this is the last clip I'm gonna play. Miss Garcia trying to get Matt Taby here to give his sources up was absolutely pathetic. And you're going to understand here, and this is no, no offense towards boomers. I love you. I love my boomers out there. People in these positions though, like Miss Garcia, she's older. She is older. It might be good to know a little about the internet might be good to know what a Substack is and might be good to know about how things work in the digital age. Because the fact you're going to hear these questions come out from her are so just ridiculous. You can clearly tell she has no knowledge of any of this. It makes me want to throw up. And out on top of it, they tried to get, they tried to get the sources from, from, uh, from Tabe here. Writing uh, uh, the Twitter files. Again, Congresswoman, that would... Uh, I just need a date, sir. But I can't give it to you, unfortunately, because this, this is a question of sourcing, and I don't give them... I'm it's a journalist, a, I don't read them my source. It's a question of chronology. No, that's a question because of sourcing. Because you earlier said that, that someone had sent you through the Internet some message about whether or not you would be interested in some information. Yes, and I refer to that person as a source. So you're not going to tell us when Musk first approached you? Again, Congresswoman, so you're asking me to re- yes you're no. asking a journalist to reveal so a source. So then you consider Mr. Musk to be the direct source of all this? No, now you're you're trying to get me to say that he is the source. I I, I, well, I just can't answer your question. Well, he is or he isn't. If you're telling me you can't answer because it's your source, well, then that the only logical conclusion is that he is in fact your source. Well, you're free to conclude that. Well, sir, I just don't understand. You can't have it both ways, but let's move on. Cause well, no, he can. He's a journalist. No, he can't because either Musk is the source and he can't talk about it, or Musk is not the source. And if Musk is not the source, then he can discuss No one has yielded. The gentlelady's out of order. You don't and get to speak. And she's out of order because he's interrupted. The gentlelady's not recognized. You're not recognizing my time. He has not said that. What he has said is he's not going to reveal his source. And the fact that Democrats are pressuring him to do so is such an honor. We're asking him about his conversations with Musk. The gentlelady has not yielded you time. You don't get to talk over I have not yielded time to anybody. I want to reclaim my time. And I would ask the chairman to give me back some of the time because of the interruption. Mr. Chairman, I am asking you if you will give me the seconds that I Uh-oh, have. Uh-oh, retard alert. Thank you. Retard alert, class. Now, let's talk about another uh, item that you, when you responded to the ranking member, you said that you had free license to look at everything, but yet you yourself posted on your... your um, Here we go. It's kind of like a web page. I don't quite understand what Substack is. But, uh, <laughs> that what I can say is that... What's the substack? In exchange for the opportunity to cover a unique and explosive story, I had to agree to certain conditions. What were those conditions? She asked you that question, and you said you had none. 
But you yourself posted, did you have conditions? No, the, the conditions, as I've explained multiple times. No, uh, sir, you've not explained. You told her, her in response to her question that you had no conditions. In fact, you, you kind of used the word licensed, that you were free to look at all of them, all 100,000 emails. I, I was, the, the question was posed, was, was I free to, to write about? Sir, did you have any conditions? The condition was that we published Sir, did you Twitter. have any conditions, yes or no? He literally just answered her question and says the conditions were to post it on Twitter first. And they go in a back and forth, and it's absolutely embarrassing. And this is where we're at. And what they're talking about here with the FTC and NewsGuard and all that, Biden right now is going after Elon Musk. The FTC is going after Elon Musk. And what are they asking for? In 12 letters sent to Twitter and its lawyers since Mr. Musk's October 27th takeover, the FTC also asked the company to, quote, identify all journalists. Granted access to company records and to provide information about the launch of the revamped Twitter Blue subscription service, the documents show. And it's not just that, guys. They don't just want to have all the journalists identify with their names. They want background checks on these journalists. They want access to information that's in a database that can be compiled by the government so these agencies can go through them and also see what else these, uh, these journalists are into. They want to know their sources. They want to know every single thing about them. It doesn't matter what side you're on. If you're not with the regime, this is how you're treated. And Elon Musk knows this is being weaponized. And on multiple, multiple occasions, the Democrats try to force Matt Taby to reveal the source of the Twitter files and refuse, as you just saw. So did Mr. Musk contact you, Mr. Taby? So the attribution for my story is sources at Twitter. He responded many times. And Jim Jordan says, are you trying to get journalists to expose the sources? And he says, it sure sounds like it. Uh, did Mr. Musk contact you, Mr. Taibbi? Again, the attribution for my story is sources at Twitter. Mr. Schellenberger, did Mr. Musk contact you? Uh, actually, no. I was brought in by my friend Barry Weiss. And so this story, there's been a lot of misinformation. So Mr. Weiss brought you in. Mr. Taibbi, yeah. Ms. Weiss, thank you. Mr. Taibbi, have you had conversations with Elon Musk? I have. Okay. Uh, Mr. Taibbi, did Mr. Musk place any conditions on the would use the of the... Would the e gentlelady yield for a second? Uh, as long as my time is not used. Are you, are you trying to get journalists to... No, I'm not trying to get... Sources? No, I'm not. Well, I am asking... Like no. And that's exactly what they're doing. This is how far these people are willing to go, and they don't care. They absolutely don't care. And you guys are now seeing, and the world is now seeing, the ones that are paying attention to this, they're understanding what is happening now with the Twitter files and how the journalists that are reporting on this, that are from the corporate media themselves are being treated and being dragged by their own side. It doesn't matter. That's the takeaway guys. This is why, you know, people, people kind of roll their eyes about unity. If we look at Matt Taby, someone that's a Democrat and this other witness here that voted for Joe Biden, I can guarantee you a lot of us here can find a lot of common ground with people like Matt Taibbi that we may have never thought of even considered before. Because a lot of people just say, oh, we voted for Joe Biden. Yeah, we, 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 we could just put those people in a box. And there's a lot of people that we can do that with. But I can tell you guys, a lot of these people, and I'm not talking about the extreme side. You guys, we, we focus on the extreme side of things. So a lot of that might, might get muddied into a lot of people. I can tell you right now, I don't think a lot of Democrats want little girls and little boys to mutilate themselves and be sexualized from transgender drag queens. At least I hope not. If I had to put my faith in people right now, I still don't think majority of people are okay with that, except for the extreme side and the parents that want to be as woke as possible 
and do the next, the next coolest thing. But you guys are understanding and seeing now just how crazy these people really are and how far they will go to throw these people under the bus and attack their own and eat their own. You can never bend your knee to these people. It'll never be enough. And this is just the latest example of it. And shout out to Matt Taby and this other witness for coming out there, uh, for putting their necks out, showing up, and answering these questions. Because, guys, if I was sitting in that chair, I would just be smiling my ass off every single time that one of these people uh, questioned me. I would interrupt them. I would be such a nuisance to them that they would never want me back on a witness stand ever again. And I would gladly answer any question coming from the Republican side because at least they're asking questions that matter and should matter to every American. This is not political shit. This is about free speech. It's that simple. Thank you, Dice Man, for the can. 70 of the cookie and R4 cents baby bonus. Thank you, my friends. Thank you for that cookie. Popcorn says, I can't but think Trump is pushing ballot harvesting, hoping some states may outlaw reverse psychology. Yeah, we're going to definitely be talking about that uh, later in the year as the months go on, Popcorn. I appreciate the cookies. And a cookie for the growing baby. Congrats. Thank you. Maven says, we need man babies. Call me 867-5309. Save the world. Thank you. And 17, drop me some major cookie bombs. And Rich, thank you for that cookie. And more cookies. And Mike from Montana says, I'm a boomer, and that woman doesn't know shit. 17, I love my base boomers. And Space Coast says, dumbass next to Garcia is foaming at the mouth. And down home with a foam. Buckle up, boys and girls. Shit is getting good. And 17's coming for you. Thank you for that cookie. And Rich says, when will justice for crimes come? That is the ultimate question, right? I wish I knew. And 17, thank you for that cookie, guys. We're almost up to, we're up to 25,000 gold pills. Can we push that up to 30? We shall see. My goodness gracious. This is where things are going. Now, the only other thing I wanted to talk about quickly, guys, is uh, was East Palestine and some updates about what happened on January 6th. So what I'm going to do first here, let me get to the January 6th stuff because we can get through that quick. want to show you the cover-ups that are kind of happening here with the FBI. And this is going to kind of bleed into what we also just talked about as far as these committees and how much these people actually know. You just saw the woman there, Garcia, not knowing what the hell a Substack is. It's an internet, it's basically... Um, independent journalist, anyone, it doesn't even have to be journalists. It could be any, anyone can go make a free sub stack and you just write your thoughts. It could be articles, diaries, videos, podcasts, whatever it is. It's just another blogging site that you can write articles, sauce articles. I have one. I love Substack. It's a great neutral platform. They don't censor. They let, they let journalists do the thing and monetize. And you got these people that don't even know what the hell it is. No idea. Let's get into the whitewashing the FBI is doing currently right now. Pertaining to the people in, in, in the Gulag in D.C. in January 6th. This is directly from Technofog. These are special agents requesting Special Agent Miller to go into a CHS informant report that Miller just put together and edit out the agent was present. And the highlighted part, you need to go into the CH, CHS report you just put and edit out that I was present. So right off the bat, you have whitewashing of where agents were in the moment and their location being deleted. Miller's Communications was another agent who states that the agent's FBI boss assigned her 338 items of evidence to destroy. And it goes on. However, a close examination of the agent's sheet revealed over 1,000 hidden Excel rows of messages also deleted. And it's not just messages. These are things that were kept away from people from the Proud Boys, people that are currently, that went into the, uh, into the Capitol, and that the defense, these people's defense lawyers, still have not seen. And there's evidence here of them being directed 
to delete them. And the worst part about this, guys, this January 6th committee, the show trial that we actually sat and watched, purely for comical reasons. This thread comes out from Elena Treen talking about how the members of the committee didn't even watch the videos that they presented themselves. And that's going to open up a whole bunch of questions that I have for you guys. She writes, McCarthy has granted lawmakers the option to view Capitol footage from January 6th if they request to see it. Marjorie Taylor Greene told CNN that any of us can go. You just have to schedule the time with the Speaker's office. I am scheduled to go and can take my staff with me. Green told me she doesn't know who's all in the room or if the U.S. Capitol Police will be there, but said their instructions or team has been given, including how to view the videos, obviously because there's so many hours. Benny G. Thompson, former chair of the January 6th committee, said lawmakers were never given that type of access to the footage last Congress. It's it's strictly a new policy that the new speaker has put in place, he told CNN. Thompson said he doesn't think any of the January 6th members themselves ever had access to the footage they let only staff view it. I'm actually not aware of any member of the committee who, who had access. We had a team of employees who kind of went through the video. Guys, what that says right there, we all know these, these, uh, these politicians, they all have underlings. They have staff that work for them. And they're admitting here that the people that were on that committee didn't even watch the videos themselves. They haven't even seen the video until they presented it. And the staff were the ones that saw it and put it together. That is insane. And Molly says, in a stunning admission, the chairman of the J6 committee now confesses he never analyzed any of the footage before running the made-for-TV show trial with Liz Cheney. Absolutely insane. Even worse than we thought. So, guys, I got to ask you, are these people so complicit and just don't give a shit at all that they don't even bother to watch the footage that they're presenting in their show trial, don't want to look at the new footage, do they, do, are they, we all think they're complicit, but do you guys think it's possible that they really think they're being the good guys here and showing the world they actually believe this is the only evidence that the America needs? I'm not buying that, but it really makes you question, what do these people actually do? They can't even bother to watch the footage themselves. This is the biggest attack since 9-11. Worse than uh, World War II, the Civil War, you name it down the line, and you don't even bother looking at the footage yourself? You guys see how, how crazy this is and the narrative that is currently collapsing around these people. How can you not? How can you not laugh at this and look at them and be like, they knew exactly what they were doing. Yes, Trump red pill, knowingly. That is mind-blowing. You would think that they would be at least watching it. Did Adam Schiff, did Adam Schiff watch any of this? Did Benny watch any of this? Did any of them watch it? Liz Cheney, did you watch these videos? Or was it the first time when you presented at your show trial? My God. So when you wrap all that up here, and this is why, you know, when these people talk about Tucker Carlson, at least Tucker Carlson watched the damn footage. My goodness. And a side note here from something that we have not talked about in a while. Biden documents, they were taken from his Boston office, nine boxes. The kicker is they were known by Farah nine months before the midterms. 
<laughs> and they were sitting and they never went through it. Nara contacted President Biden's personal counsel on November 3rd to arrange to pick up box from the Penn Biden Center, as we all know. And in addition, the archives notified the DOJ Office of Inspector General November 4th. The documents have been removed. They retrieved the nine boxes, but it's the time frame of when they took the damn things. The Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy, the think tank affiliated with the university, Biden used the sixth floor office from 2017 and 2019, as we all know. And looks like they sat on this for over nine months and they knew about this before the Donald Trump raid was even a thing. This is why I am very, very, very optimistic, guys, about the future and who's going to win this election. Even Joe Biden himself went on a union tour again today, probably paid everyone to sit there and pretend that they actually give a fuck about this geriatric. And he even said, he even says President Biden, uh, Trump could be the future president. You can't make this up. What You may remember I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it that the, I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, Father. Anyway, no. Even Joe Biden thinks that Trump could very well be the future president. And this is why I'm saying, why am I so optimistic? Because the economy is number one up on people's list as far as issues with the country and then a whole bunch of more important things, housing, schooling, children, families, all that stuff matters. And all the unit party wants to focus on is Ukraine and getting us into more debt. And Biden proposed his new budget, $6.9 trillion budget for fiscal year 2024 and proposes a 5% increase in discretionary spending. Guys, we are on an unsustainable path here in our economy. The deficit is growing and our bills are piling up and we are going to be the ones that are going to get really fucked by this. The Fed wants to increase their rates. We need to we need a gold we need gold back guys at this point. I'm not a fan of crypto. There's a lot of crypto fanboys out there. Not my thing until it's proven. Otherwise, I don't really give a shit about cryptocurrency. But man oh man, this is not anything good. Not anything good at all. And usually I have something positive to end on, guys, but that's usually all I, that's all I got today. Lots of footage. This whole week feels like it's been footage, right? I wanted to get into East Palestine, but I'm not going to have time for that today. We're going to save East Palestine for tomorrow because there's a lot of that. And I got some good sauce here from Greg Reese about how the Rothschilds are behind the land grabs in certain parts of the country and their future plans for up to 2050. But we'll save that for tomorrow. Holy trillion, Spaz. I hope you're doing well, my friend. And uh, more more prayers for you, of course, my brother, and Donkey Punch. Uh, I know you guys are going through some shit right now. And uh, just it's so awesome just to see in the chats, man. I love seeing you. So what do we got here? Let's read the rest of these donations and get on out of here. Elizabeth G, thank you so much for the can baby bonus in hopes of buying pink. Yes, pink, pink, pink. Space Coast has released the J6 video. Tucker has been, has been kneecapped. And uh, Space Coast, McCarthy said he wants to give them to the public. So I think they may be coming. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Fill the dog with a satisfying show tonight. Thank you for the dog. Pequest for the cookie. Dice Man also with a cookie, guys. Last call for donations. Super appreciate it. Thank you all so much. If you can, hit me uh, a thumbs up and a red pill on the way out the door, guys. I really appreciate that. Thank you so alone so much and Lance thank you for that $10 rumble rant coming at the last second there my friend thank you and you guys love my show so much 
and you want to donate and become a personal sponsor, either monthly or or yearly at this point. I forgot to post this video on, on my locals. Now it's going up. You guys can join my locals page at wokefam.locals.com where you guys can be monthly or yearly subscribers where it'll get you a whole bunch of uh, exclusive content, private live streams on Monday nights just for you guys at 6 o'clock Eastern time. And of course, a private Telegram chat, discounts on merchandise, and of course, all of your names here on my beautiful scrolling wall of local subscribers. And for all my Foxhole Pill peeps, you can become a subscriber as well by hitting that Gold Pill tab. Get yourself into the exclusive side of Woke Societies, and you can get the same benefits that the locals do. We stream to Foxhole and locals just on Monday nights. And of course, my... Sauce and Effect show with Johnny Q on Badlands on, on Mondays and Fridays as well. So, guys, I have a super busy day tomorrow. Two shows. And uh, we get to have Mufasa. We didn't have Mufasa last week. We had, I can't believe it's almost already Friday. It's absolutely nuts. Uh, thank you, Rainbow Dong. Uh, yep, keep it nice and nice and warm in the nightstand. I appreciate that, my friend. And, um, yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Um, double show tomorrow. We got Mufasa. We had bad weather last Friday, so we couldn't do Mufasa. So now we can. And uh, it's just been kind of clip crazy with all the hearings. And uh, when I do, when I have more time, I'll be able to live stream more of those. I just, it just didn't work out so much this week. But we'll be back. We'll be back. And of course, Saturday show with Cage Farmer and Tom Ford. So there's your gold pills coming flying down the screen there. Thank you so much. And thanks again to Lance. Let me check my coffees just in case because the coffee app has been jacked up a little bit. Make sure I didn't miss anything over there. Yeah, C-Wags. Why the hell am I not getting notifications anymore? Thank you, C-Wags, for the uh, coffees. I didn't even know. Got to see what's going on with this app here. Usually I can see it right on my phone here. Got to make sure that notifications pop up on my screen. Thank you, C-Wags. I appreciate that. Four coffees. I hope you're still here, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Almost 200 red pills on this show. Absolutely beautiful. You guys are crushing it on pill. Thank you all so much. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you guys all so much for the donations. Give the mod some love on the way out. And there's 30k. What? Who pushed us? Who pushed us? Who was that? Tennessee girl, Khaleesi, 17 with the cookies. Gotta go through the list here. Thank you, Pearl True the Angel. I'm glad you kept Yeah, the shows are way better live than the replays. That is for damn sure. Who pushed us up? Gotta find that person. Who was it? Who done it? Scrolling, scrolling. 17 with the fleet. There he is. There he is. Yeah, uh, Scott's gonna sound like a chipmunk by tomorrow. I hope not. Friday is my busiest day, uh, so that's always fun. Thank you, my friend. Throw me that, uh, that, that fleet right at the very end. I love you guys. Thank you, 17. Much love to each and every one of you. Thank you, 17. Drop me the EMP, the fleet. My man, huge gold pill day. 30,000 gold pills, guys. We're going to be back tomorrow for Woke Societies and Sauce and Effect with Johnny Q from EQ Chamber. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, on True Social, on Telegram. 
at Woke Societies. Go subscribe to the Substack and all that good stuff. Thank you all so much. Share these out to your friends and family. Until then, I'll see you tomorrow. Stay safe, stay strong, stay woke. Good night.